On this special episode of Third Party Controller Podcast, we talk about our top five video games of all time. What are the games that made us the people we are today? All that and more on this week's special episode of Third Party Controller Podcast. Let's get it going. Welcome to Third Party Control Podcast. I'm your host, Jesse P.S. Libra with... Beto Esparza. And... Joe Ramirez. Welcome, everyone, to another week of Third Party Control Podcast, the podcast you come to for all the video game news and topics. But this week is different. As you know, it is Thanksgiving week. We hope you're enjoying Thanksgiving with your family, friends, loved ones, everybody. If you're not celebrating Thanksgiving... Hope you're having a fantastic week, but it being Thanksgiving or a week that you are enjoying, we are uh, doing something a little bit different, yeah. a smaller episode, something tinier, something Bite-tized. we haven't done at all. That When I'm looking at this, we haven't done this at all on this podcast, on Third Party Controller Podcast, episode 350 that you are listening to. For 349 episodes, we have never done an episode like this. Now, you're probably thinking to yourself, What do you mean, Jesse? You've done smaller episodes before. You know, you've never, you've done that. What were you talking about? No. What I'm talking about is we've never done a top five episode. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, this Thanksgiving, not only are we thankful for video games, but we want to tell you, our top five games of all time. Beto, Joe, and I are each going to share our top five favorite games. The games not only do we love, but the games that define us. The games that make us say this is why we love video games and this is why we do what we do. This is why we do the podcast third-party controller. So this week, ladies and gentlemen, you will hear our top five five games of all time so to start off this top five games we're going to be starting off with our number five game of all time uh for me uh we talked about this uh Hope we don't we don't bore you about this but for me number five is grand theft auto 3 uh, it's just a fucking fantastic game. I, uh, I, I, I wanted to rank a little bit higher, but I feel five is, is a good spot. It's still a really fucking good spot out of millions of games that are out in this world and the thousands of games that I've played in my life. Mm-hmm. Five is a really, 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 really good spot. Um, just the, re- I don't know, for me, the replayability, like I'm, I am, whenever it drops down in price, I'm looking forward to playing the remakes of this, mm-hmm. uh, and I'm pretty sure I think I still have a copy of Grand Theft Auto 3 uh, the original one on PS2 so I'm uh, just kind of compare a bit but I I have so many fond memories of that game for me if you tell me hey what do you think of the PlayStation 2 like what what's the first game you think of on the PlayStation 2 yeah Grand Theft Auto 3 is for me the the most memorable game for me uh that uh, uh on that console and uh, dude in the PlayStation I was thinking about PlayStation 2 was probably for me, one of the best consoles 
and like that had like fucking bangers in games mm-hmm. uh considering like how like how many fucking consoles there's been that shit like had so many games that were yeah. fucking no, tense. Right. Yeah. um but grand theft auto 3 for me is a fucking it's it's got a a, a, a fucking a very special place in my heart because uh i've i've had countless hours of of uh uh uh, playing Grand Theft Auto, it's playing until like five in the morning on the weekends, <laughs> not realizing the sun's coming up. I'm like, holy shit, I'm gonna, f- I need to go to sleep because my mom's gonna beat the shit out of me. <laughs> she finds out that I'm still playing this game. Uh, but yeah, f- uh, Grand Theft Auto for me, uh, Grand Theft Auto three for me is uh, my number five. I'm gonna list off to you five games. I will. Um, I don't really have a particular order, so I'll just okay. go, you know, game by game. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and just name in the five slot. Um, Mike Tyson's Punch-Out. Mm-hmm. It will forever be one of my favorite games. It's a game that after, God, I don't even know how, like, what, 30 years? I don't even know what, what, what year that's at. I can put on, play, and have a fantastic time playing yeah. to this yeah. day. Um, you know, we, we've gotten some sequels here and there. Um probably never going to get another one even though jesse would disagree with me on that but um yeah it's one of those games that i you know nostalgia wise as a kid i remember playing it i remember loving it i can still play pick it up play it now today um you know and the sequels too you know like the wii like there's it's i really can't i mean there's no genre for it even you know like there Mm -hmm. you actually see this kind of game nowadays like on mobile phones because it's like the swiping and everything like that it actually led to stuff like that fruit ninja to control wise but i mean um no man it just just i i will always love that game my number five unlike joe i do have these in their certain orders so i i am ordering them in my top five so my number one is my number one game but uh number five this title was one that it means a lot to me and i've talked about this in the past but it changed a lot of things for me in certain ways which i'll explain but this game came out september 7th 1997 the first time i ever played one of these games the first time when i remember hearing about this type of genre I was like, I don't think this game is for me when I was starting to get into the game. When I was starting to get into games. This game is Final Fantasy VII. (laughs) It was a title that, like, I never played Japanese RPGs. Fuck you. You guys listen to me. Stop it. I listen to you guys. Jesse. Jesse, Zelda Zelda's a Japanese RPG. Action RPG. I remember the first time hearing about role-playing games rpgs japanese rpgs i was like oh man you got to do math fuck this i ain't gonna play those games math math because you saw the numbers there was numbers and people were taking <laughs> so you turns you had to do math i thought you had to do math so i'm like <laughs> i'm like fuck this dude i'm not probably gonna would have been funner than what <laughs> actually fucking got released <laughs> calculords is a dope fucking game yeah but i mean I, that is a cool game but at the time as a kid i was like fuck this right but then hearing about Final Fantasy VIII and seeing how graphically impressive that game was and playing a demo of Final Fantasy VIII and hating it, being like, this game is lame. And having a friend in school, his name was Jaime, who was like, dude, RPG- fuck Jaime. <laughs> RPGs in demo form. Did you, did you fuck Jaime? I did. <laughs> 
RPGs in demo form aren't good. Like, you, you can't. Yeah, play, yeah, I was thinking that. Like, yeah. how the fuck is that a demo? You can't. You can't. It play has to be those. like five hours long. <laughs> yeah. Like, you can't really get the most out of it. Here, play Final Fantasy VII. Play this first. And I remember taking it home. I still remember taking it home, popping it in, and just being wowed by how it, the intro was in Final Fantasy VII and how the combat made sense to me. Oh, I take turns. I have a health bar. This is what happens. All that stuff. Everything from the music to the graphics, even though it wasn't as impressive as eight, it was still charming. Final Fantasy VII is a lot of people's first RPGs, especially in America. But it opened up like so much more when it came to role-playing games in general. But Final Fantasy VII, from the characters to the story, it was the first time me experiencing something where like, oh man, this is a longer story. It's not just 8 or 12 hours. This is a game that could last anywhere from 40 to 50 to 60 to 70 hours. Ways of me convincing my dad like, oh, this is... Oh, can I get this game? Like, it's a forty-hour game, so it's gonna last me a long time. So, like, uh, you know, it's a good game to buy. You know, kind of, kind of thing. But like, also, Final Fantasy helped me. Like, when I was a kid, even for a long time, like, I couldn't, I can't, I couldn't read well. I couldn't read at all. And I mean, people could probably argue still that I can't read for <laughs> shit. But at that time, I couldn't, I couldn't read even at a, at a higher grade level. Yeah, and. uh I think something like Final Fantasy VII being only text-based and reading, me enjoying that and reading and getting better at it helped me get out of having to do certain things in school where I had to, since my reading level was so low, I had to have special classes, and that sucked for me. Like, it sucked because people would make fun of me. Yeah, as a kid, it's it's pretty, I mean, it's... It sucks. It's kind of embarrassing. Like, yeah, it's not, embarrassing. Not trying to talk shit, but like, it, it yeah. is like any, no, any right. sort of like... Things like that where you have to like kind of uh, take like a special classes or sit aside because you because you can't really uh, uh, participate in certain things like that. Mm -hmm. it, it sucks. Dude. Yeah, but I think with playing stuff like Final Fantasy VII and then like oh now I want to play eight in this and having like like summer where I'm just playing this game where I'm reading and, and getting better mm -hmm. um, and finally being able to not only read at my grade level but surpass reading at grade level. Mm -hmm. Where everyone was like, whoa, how'd this happen? And and I remember getting like super excited and be like, oh, this is RPG, <laughs> you know, and I'm reading yeah. and da la la. And so, that, you know, not only was it that, but like it it it, it also helped me in, in certain things. So, that, I mean, for me, Final Fantasy VII not only is important because of that, but also important because it opened up my view into a different type of genre of video games. Mm -hmm. And, 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 that world of jrpgs and it's you know people can call it what they want like oh i started with final fantasy 2 or whatever it's like yeah but like for me like it was seven and that yeah. will always hold a special place in my heart yeah. it's final fantasy 7 so for me my number five game of all time is final fantasy 7 for the playstation 1 What about you? Your number four game of all. Number time. four. I might get some shit for this one. 
because uh, it's Mary a Kate fair. and Ashley Sweet Sixteen. Fuck. That was my number one, bitch. Because <laughs> uh, uh, we talked about it too. Might might be beating a dead horse here, but Breath of the Wild, man. I still like. I, I think about the game like a lot. Like I want to get back into it so I can go through that over again because it was so much fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, just the the exploration of the game. Like I can't I can't get enough of that. Like I, I'm so excited. For the next one, I'm so excited for the next one to come out, so I can play Breath of the Wild again, so I can kind of like refresh my memory, which really you don't really have to, but I just kind of want to play it again. Yeah, uh, it gives me a reason to play it again, mm-hmm. which I, I mean, I say that to a little, about a lot of games, so I probably won't do it, but Breath of the Wild for me was uh, uh, such a fucking like memorable experience for me, especially because uh, I wasn't the, a huge uh, Zelda fan uh, outside of a few games that I played, but. Yeah, playing playing Breath of the Wild for me was uh, just a, um, a nice escape for for me. Like playing yeah. playing through that it was so much fun. Joe, what is your number four game of all time? Well, I mean, again, yours isn't in a specific order, but mine is. I know yours is. No. but Joe. Um, Joe's the rebel. Joe doesn't follow orders. Yeah, you know that's what I do. Um, for me, and it's another game that I talked about re- recently. For him. Uh, Titanfall 2. It's one of my top games of fucking all time. It is a fantastic game. Um, I've gone, we've gone into this, we've spoken about Titanfall 2 before. Um, It's got one of the greatest campaigns of any fucking shooter of all time. And I, I, I I say that and I know, you know, you, you can be literally like the hyperbole, like I'm overstating it, but no, I really mean it. It's one of the greatest campaigns I've ever played in a game. Um, it's just and it's just it plays well it plays fun um, a lot of just you know like uh, memorable moments to mm-hmm. the game and you know I, I'll, I will never stop singing its praises it's a fantastic game yeah. uh, if you haven't played Titanfall 2 go play it it's a good game I'm not gonna spoil it, but there's a part in Titanfall 2 that's fucking awesome. You've, you, I know you know everybody knows here, uh, anybody that's played it. There's a part where you're just jumping from platform to platform. That's fucking like holy shit. This is so fucking hell. <laughs> you guys yeah. know that? Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. It's funny because the moment you talk about is a moment like throughout the whole game, when you play it, you're just like, ah oh, man, it'd be awesome if they did this. <laughs> and then they go <laughs> and, and do, do it. it. Yeah. And you're just like, what the fuck. <laughs> My number four game is Resident Evil 2 for the PlayStation 1, released on January 21st, 1998. Resident Evil was a series I knew already from my cousin Thuri when he played the first one, right? And that was an amazing game. Resident Evil 1 was fantastic, but Resident Evil 2, man, that one will always be my favorite resident evil to the point where we got a fantastic remake of resident evil 2 is the remake i wanted but i still love the original resident evil because not only was it two discs you could play the opposite disc to get a different storyline too but it improved on everything from combat to graphics to gameplay you were in raccoon city you had to go into the 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 raccoon police department you had to do all this stuff but like everything memorable from the liquors to the um now nah, i'm i'm forgetting it but mr. just mr x yeah it was mr x so i don't know why i blanked on it but like just so much of introducing new characters and new lore to the resident evil world ada wong the g virus 
just how it was telling its story, just everything about it. So much fun, but not only that, it meant so much to me because it was a game that, and I've talked about it here, we've talked about it on the Halloween episode, but just to bring it up again, the reason why it is my number four is I played that with my cousin Thudi. Before there was co-op anything in a Resident Evil title, we played it as a co-op title. It was a game that we played together that he owned that when it ha- when we were playing it, he waited for me to continue playing through the game. He didn't play it on his own. He waited for me. So that always meant something to me. And when he was done with it or when he just he just, when I got my PlayStation, he gave it to me. The copy that I own to this day is the copy we played together. And I will always cherish that copy of Resident Evil 2. That's why Resident Evil 2 to me is my favorite Resident Evil and is my number 4 title is cuz how much it means to me and it was one of the best titles and had the best characters in my opinion in Resident Evil. And having my other cousins watch us play resident evil and just like screaming at moments like the fear of resident evil just like that that was what was awesome because like you go back to it now and of course it graphically doesn't look like oh man this ain't scary but at that time fucking got when it got you it got you and just i just remember the screaming all of us had freaking out and just being so excited like the thrill and adrenaline that we just had that was like an, an amazing moment too i love resident evil too that is my number four. What is your number three? Uh, Punch Out. Joe mentioned this earlier, but Punch Out for me is one of those games that I can just pick up whenever. If I ever feel like playing it, I pick it up, and I I could I'll play for like for a a good amount of time until I I get tired of it. But I've never beaten the game, but I've gotten pretty far. But I've I've uh, every single time that I've played it, I've I've enjoyed it, and I never get bored of that game. It's just a mm-hmm. uh, from. I mean, the 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 fights are are, are just learning how to fight certain um, just uh, the characters. Um, the music in it, it, even though it's like pretty repetitive, it's still mm-hmm. memorable and, and, and great. Uh, but for me, yeah, P- Punch Out is a uh, is a uh, a game I I still enjoy to this day. I'm never tired of. Joe, what is your number three? My list wouldn't be right without at least one Mario game. And I would go with my my favorite of all of them, which would be Super Mario Bros. 3. Mm-hmm. You know, so much has been said about these games. There's really nothing more I can add. Um, it's just Super Mario Bros. 3 cre- creatively was just them hitting it at a different level. It, it's a peak. And they've, to this day, you know, they, they come and they go. They make more Mario games. And, you know, more times than not, they do hit that. They hit the um, they hit the button. They get what they need to get put out there. But they still, you know, I don't know, man. It's just, it's just a fucking game that 
I always treat games like this. If I can go back to it and play it, and it's as fun as it was when I first played it, mm -hmm. that's what makes it like. That's what makes it special. And like Punch Out, Mario Three is the same thing. I can go back to that. I can go. I can start it up and just be like, "Fuck, man, this is just so fucking good." You know, yeah. I can play it. Uh, it's still challenging at times. You know what I mean? Like, and it, it's just you know. And I feel like, you know. It, it didn't get over it didn't get under like overshadowed but i mean it just you know when when once world came out it kind of just moved everything moved forward and i just to this day you know i know a lot of people that love super mario world i will always think that mario 3 is a better game mm -hmm. and it's will always go in my, my list of of uh, top easily always in my list of top five my number three february 12th 1990 will go down as one of the best that Joe just brought up. Super Mario Brothers 3. I agree with everything Joe just said. Nothing will ever top that game for me. Yes, Super Mario World, just like Joe said, it was everyone's favorite. And it's an amazing game. I'm not knocking anything from Super Mario World. It it pushed the, the game, the series forward. Everything that it did from 1 and 2, it just improved on it. It was a more fine-tuned Mario from the ones that previously came out. Mm -hmm. I love Mario 3 so much. I played that for hours. Everything from the music to the graphics to the gameplay to the surprises. And there was always surprises in Mario games. But Super Mario Bros. 3 is the one that just, for me, defined that era of, of Nintendo. It will always be the one when i think of mario i think of the raccoon tanuki suit frog suit the boot all that shit the freaking koopa kids everything super mario brothers 3 is my third favorite game of all time What is your number two? My number two is, um, I'll keep it short because I have a feeling somebody has this one as their number one. Uh, but Metal Gear Solid 1 for the PlayStation 1. For me, uh, it's it's one of the, it's the first, I it's honestly like, a, it's the first game that I ever beat. <laughs> like ever. Like I never beat anything else because I was so into that game and the, uh, just that that beginning part for me, like it, it, we talked about it recently, how how difficult it was to try to figure out like what you had to do, and like how to sneak around and everything. So uh, uh, just the difficulty in that, it's just like it's such such a new experience. So like it, it for me as a uh, playing this kind of a game, I was like fuck, I, I'd never heard of anything like this before. Mm -hmm. So just playing through Metal Gear Solid One, like don't tell me what the story is about, because I fucking still I'm just like it's it's just a fun game. Yeah. Like I, <laughs> the story to me is just like, yeah, it's some weird shit going on, but uh, and it gets weirder as the game progresses or as the series progresses. But for me, Metal Gear Solid, that first one was a, uh, a fucking a great game. Joe, what is your number two? Um, coincidentally, I also had a Metal Gear game on my list. Uh, 
Metal Gear Solid 3 Snake Eater. Uh, Snake Eater to me is like the pinnacle of fucking what Metal Gear Solid was. Uh, I came onto it late. I didn't really play it at the time it came out, but when I finally got to it, I was like, you know, I was just blown away by how, how great that game was. Uh, still feel like it's a better game than. I don't think there's been a better game since. I like four, uh, and I have you know I'll be honest, I never finished five, uh, mm-hmm. but I finished four, and and I liked four, uh, but none of those games to me top what three did and what's like just some of the moments of three it's you know it's to me in my in in my opinion it's the pinnacle of metal gear solid i'm gonna be breaking some hearts and there's number two okay i love this series with all my heart i think this defines me as the person i am today but if i had to choose one i would say that state of emergency <laughs> is my favorite. <laughs> Just kidding. I was gonna mess around and say that. Uh, Metal Gear Solid Three Snake Eater. Okay. I love Metal Gear Solid One. Mm-hmm. It is the one that, if it didn't start, I wouldn't be w- where I am today. But I think I agree with Joe. It's the pinnacle of I think where the series itself hit its high point. Four was amazing. Peace Walker was amazing. Five is amazing. Many things could change an outcome of a game due to gameplay, storyline, graphics, whatever, right? But for me, Snake Eater, when it came out on November 17th, 2004, changed so much for this, I feel, the series and me. I give a lot of shit to a lot of titles. I'm not a fan of Assassin's Creed. I feel it's the same thing over and over again. If you enjoy it, awesome. But what I could say, you could say like, hey, your Metal Gear games are lame. And I'm like, you know what? You're right. If you don't like it, that's cool. But you can't say that it's not always different when it comes up. There's always something different. And I think the things that Kojima did in Metal Gear Solid 3 Snake Eater, the way you were having to hunt, get your food, keep your energy up, stay in camo, whether you look back at it now and play it, it might be like, hey, this wastes time. This takes time. At the moment, it changed so much. It was during a time for me. I was questioning video games. Mm-hmm. That year, Halo 2 came out. Halo 2 is amazing. If you had Halo 2 and you're playing online, it's amazing. But for me, I didn't have online. I played the game and the story just ends. That was a huge bummer for me. The game wasn't crap. It was just like, oh man, that's it? Yeah. We're going to finish this fight when? Because Master Chief is like, we're going to finish this fight. And it ends. It's over. And then Grand Theft Auto San Andreas came out. Super excited, most anticipated game. Ton of people were like, man, best Grand Theft Auto ever at the time. But for me, I could not get into GTA San Andreas. So it was looking to me at that time, I was like, I I guess, man, I have an Xbox, PlayStation 2, and I have a GameCube. There's nothing right now. Man, I'm wasting money. These games are okay. They're not horrible, but they're not great. I'm like, you know what? Metal Gear is coming out next week, next month. I'll pick that up, whatever. I was at a moment where I was just kind of like, I don't know if I should waste this much money on video games. Metal Gear 3 was such a surprise, such a change for me to where I don't feel a lot of things past Snake Eater when it came to bosses ever, ever competed. 
you know like as as in bosses the end the fear the sorrow you know the boss all these characters from story all that stuff i remember freaking out at the end that you had to do an actual sniper fight that i think took me almost two hours to beat this guy so much about metal gear solid 3 was great to the point where even the stuff that wasn't great like the camera got upgraded in metal gear solid subsistence that came out march 14th 2006 which improved on the camera but like the fourth wall breaking the story everything about it even though you were going back you were finding out big boss's story from the beginning even though the technology went back it went forward in gameplay and metal gear solid 3 snake eater from the sun from the song to everything in that game was just top tier what made metal gear metal gear i love that game it's awesome number one game of all time my number one um i didn't put super uh mario brothers 3 in it because that's on everybody's list i (laughs) i fucking love that game that's like that's that goes without saying that's in everybody's fucking like top three that's definitely Uh in mine i just didn't put it in because i knew you guys were gonna put it on yours Uh uh so i took that out and and but no no disrespect to that game i fucking love it it's a fantastic game but my number one i've mentioned this many times ninja gaiden for me is the absolute best game that i've ever played um i never it's another one i never get tired of this game like i i've never i've also never beat this game uh but this is something from from part of part of it is nostalgia but part of it is just that it's a fantastic game mm-hmm. the music the just the gameplay in it is is great uh and uh yeah it's just one of those memorable games from 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 the from when it starts it's it's just a a game that uh it's it's so much fun that i i i, I go back to playing it every couple a couple of months couple of years and i just uh um i never get tired of it joe what is your number one even though it's not your number one but because you're a rebel but what is the final game for you in your top five games of all time uh, you know, believe it or not, GTA Five, I I hold that game in so high regard. And again, when you're talking about games that you know, for me, are pinnacles of what they're coming from, GTA Five is easily hands down um, that one of those games. It's so one of those games that you know, uh, they're still making it today, and they're still making fucking money off of it. It's so old. <laughs> There's but a I mean, reason why. Yeah, I mean, but no, like the campaign is so fucking fantastic. <laughs> the three characters that, that, you know, that jump in and out. It's everything that a, you know, they, they, you know, there's a lot of sandbox style games. Uh, Rockstar found a way to st- still have it, but uh, I don't know, man. It, it's just one of those fucking games, man, that 
and then the writing is so strong. Yeah. I mean, there's so many things that I could, I could say. Like, it cost, I'm sure it cost a lot of money. And I'm sure there was crunch. But, I mean, the results were almost flawless. And, and I really have no other way to say it. Because even I went, went into that game thinking, yeah, let's see how good it's going to be. I went in skeptical to it. Not thinking that they could come up to the heights that they did with, like, the, with some of the other games. And I was just blown away by it. So good so funny I, I mean it was it was everything and you know it's just fucking you know good for him you know what I mean mm -hmm. or them sorry <laughs> my number one has never changed I mean mo I think some people have like oh this is my number one now it's changed to this number one my number one has not changed since the day I've always been asked what's your number one game or your top five or whatever and it's kind of, it's really cool that all of us kind of had it on there. I will always love Mike Tyson's Punch-Out. I cannot ever get bored of that game. Out October 18th of 1987. Mike Tyson's Punch-Out. I still remember I have fond memories of watching my dad play and being so scared of Bald Bull laughing at me. <laughs> Or laughing at him yeah. when he loses. Everything from that to like begging my sister, like I couldn't get past Great Tiger. When I finally got up the courage to play myself, I remember I couldn't beat Great Tiger. And I would tell my sister, Can you play can you beat this for me? And she'd be like, Ugh, grab it, the controller, beat Great Tiger, and I would continue on from there, just getting my ass kicked after that. I love Mike Tyson's punch up. I love every version that came out after that. Super Punch-Out is good. I've, I Honestly, Super Punch-Out was one I never really played. Yeah, but I finally got into it recently, and it's a great game. Love what they did with the Wii version of Punch-Out. They did such a great job of that. They did so good. The time that released, I got in a bad breakup, and it fucking sucked. But Punch-Out was there. <laughs> it was there for you. It was there for me. Right? Yeah. It was fucking crazy. Like, that that's the only thing I kind of hate but love. Yeah. That, like, that will always be sullied was, like, that was the time when a bad breakup happened. Yeah, yeah. But you know what? Punch-Out was there. Yeah. Mike wasn't there for <laughs> obvious reasons. <laughs> but Punch-Out was there. Yeah. But Mike Tyson's Punch-Out, just like Joe said, man, like, I can't get bored of it. I could, I, even if I'm like, oh, I'll play the first, like, I'll play the first, you know, glass joke. You can't. You can't. Yeah, it's like a Pringles can. It's, I, you can't, and, and like, even though you said it, like, the, the music is, re you know, it's, it's, it repeats so much, it's not boring to me. Yeah. I could listen to it. I sometimes, if I'm running or lifting weights, I'll put it on, <laughs> and it, like, energizes me. It's so weird, like, but. Punch it's iconic. Out. Yeah, it's iconic. Mike Tyson's Punch Out is a game that like people say there's not there's no such thing as a perfect game, but I can't find any flaws in Mike Tyson's Punch Out. If you want to see a flaw, it's hard to beat Mike Tyson. But back then, it was fucking hard to beat Mike Tyson in real life. Yeah. It was impossible to even hear until it happened. Mike Tyson was unbeatable, right? And even if you take Mike Tyson out of Punch-Out, which it has been, Punch-Out is still a fantastic game. From the characters 
to 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 the music to the gameplay so simple but so precise i mean i think the only thing that could be a negative is is not even the game's fault but if you play it on a if you try to plug in an old tv or even try to play something on switch there's a bit of lag Mm -hmm. that you can adjust to yeah but sometimes you go i have that feeling that it's a little off but you could still play it though yeah but that's not even on the game that's just on your setup Mm -hmm. i love everything about my tyson's punch out and that is why it will always be my number one to the end of time no other boxing game has ever surpassed it. I even remember like... Fight oh. Night Round 3 came pretty close. Yeah, true. That's a good game. But even like I remember back in the day, I'm like, maybe this ready to rumble boxing is going to be good. Mm-hmm. It's like the 3D version of Punch-Out! Played it. I was like, yeah, no, no, it was I good, couldn't even touch not, it. Yeah. It was fun. Yeah. Yeah, but it's... Yeah. Mike Tyson's Punch-Out! It... My number one, man. It's just... It, it's ready to rumble boxing was really good because it had the Waynes Brothers in it. And it had Michael Jackson. Mm-hmm. Joe didn't have it in any order. Bethel, you and me had it in order, which is fine. Bethel's, Joe's a rebel, as he always are, is. But yeah, this is our first time doing a top five of it. What do you guys think? Yeah, it's fun. Do you guys have any honorable mentions? I mean, if I had to say honorable mentions for me, I mean, you already said it too, like GTA 3. Mm-hmm. Like, Grand Theft Auto 3 is my favorite Grand Theft Auto. You know, that's an honorable mention. I don't know, Joe? Def Jam, uh, Ven- uh, Fight for New York. Fight for New York? Yeah. Fight for New York is the only one I never played. Vendetta was the one I played. I love that, that one. Vendetta though. was the first one, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, both. I mean, you could just put this whole... I mean, with me, you could put the, the whole series. Yeah. Um, oh, even... Uh, uh, if you're talking Jam, single player... If you're talking Ven- single player, Vendetta. If you're talking just overall, just like... With even everything. Icons is awesome, where you go... <laughs> <laughs> There's a reason I didn't say Icons. <laughs> Okay, so for me, um, let me see the actual name of it because I would just call it uh, Bionic Commando Rearmed. Oh, you for love me. that game, dude! I I play that game so much. Like I, I, I went through it so many times, and it's pretty cool because there's like a little little mini games where you can hack into computers and stuff, mm-hmm. and you do a little puzzle, yeah. and then it gives you like little information on how to beat a boss. Uh, you can go with that without that, but like it's I like that uh, you can find that information and. Uh, 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 figure out how to beat a boss uh, by hacking into their their system, mm-hmm. but just the game in general is so much fun, man. Like I've, I've gone through that game so many times, and then uh, when the second one came out, I heard it wasn't that good. I was kind of disappointed. I didn't play it, but I heard it wasn't very good. Yeah. But that first one, man, it's 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 I I'm just lazy to, to plug in my PS3, but I want to go back into it because it's uh it's one of those games that I just it. It's like it's uh, it's synonymous with the PS3. Like I think of the yeah. PS3, I think of that game because uh-huh. because of how much fun I had with it. Um, the uh, the music in it was great. The uh, 
yeah, the boss battles in this game were, were a lot of fun just mm-hmm. going through it. I played it so many times that I messed around one day and just uh, uh, played it on my fight stick and I beat it. It was <laughs> it was fun just oh, like, playing it like an it? arcade. Yeah, I was just like, oh, I want to play this. It feels like it would be a cool arcade game. And I just played it with my fight stick. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, dude, Bionic Commando had a, was, a, was a fantastic game. I think a lot of people are surprised I didn't choose this any game in this series. And the only reason why is, is there's so many games that i enjoy and i love this series that it was hard to choose one but it just was one that couldn't fit in the top five it's in my top 10 for sure Mm. i love the legend of zelda oh yeah and don't get me wrong ocarina of time's awesome i fucking love majora's mask i love link to the past but i really really fucking like link's awakening even the remake on switch is amazing but playing that on game boy color I fucking loved it for many reasons. It was very different than the other ones, but I just felt such a connection with the characters and just what Link had to do and deal with in that game. Again, is it better than Ocarina? Is it better than Majora's Mask? Is it better than Breath of the Wild? It's very different games, but for me, I really liked Link's Awakening. I, If I had to choose. Close second, if I had to choose another Legend of Zelda game, is Majora's Mask. But those two compete with each other really neck and neck. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Well, that was fun. Hopefully, maybe one day we'll do like our top, top 100. Five, top 100. <laughs> five, <laughs> our, our, uh, uh, ooh, we should probably do one where we all have to put, we had to figure out like a top five all together. All together, yeah. You know? So that won't be anytime soon. And we should probably do a top five of the games we fucking hate. Oh, yeah. You know? So that'd one. be cool. <laughs> But we won't be doing a lot of these top ones. If you want us to, we will. But, I mean, I want to save those for special occasions. Yeah. Like this week, as we wrap up this very mini and short episode of Third Party Controller Podcast, wherever you are in the world, if you are celebrating Thanksgiving, if you are with family, friends, or loved ones, whatever, I just want to say happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Yeah, happy th- happy Turkey Day. <laughs> Hope you guys are uh, eating up all the foods, getting all stuffed and having fun and getting some of those good video game sales. Jump on them sales. Get get that Xbox Game Pass for super cheap now because don't get that cheap that often. But anyway, thanks everyone for listening and enjoying this special episode of Third Party Controller Podcast. If you want to send us any questions, comments, or concerns, you can send it to us at thirdpartycontrollerpodcast at gmail.com or Instagram at Third Party Control Podcast. Remember, it's Third Party Controller Podcast with a 3RD. Thanks for listening. I am your host, Jesse P.S. Libra with... Beto Sparza And... Joe Ramirez. And we may not be as good as everyone else, but we kind of get the job done. Happy Thanksgiving. Holy but you hear, did you hear, did you hear about the MLB uh, or not MLB, but PETA saying they want to change the name for the MLB to change the name of the the bullpen? Did you hear about that? No, this is stupid. They want to change it to to the arm barn.
What? <laughs> yeah. So the bullpen for pitchers, uh, Peta said uh, that because it's 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 cruel to to uh, animals, uh, uh, bulls because it's a bullpen. Uh, so uh, they want to ch- they want to change the name to the arm barn. 